0: makes me breakfast, but I don't know how. I live in a future town where the same old local politics are getting me down. Everything's nice and clean and stainless. In school, they teach the kids that adolescence is painless. There's a drug for every symptom and two if you're nice. And we're so diverse. We're all alike as laboratory mice. We live in the future now. The future now. And
1: Welcome to Generation XYZ. I am Jim, part of your X experience, over here with Michelle.
2: Hi, Michelle Shank here.
1: We've got Iana, our Z experience. Hello, everyone. And Deborah, our millennial Generation Y experience. Hey. <laughs> and... I guess we are talking today. This is our first recording that we have done post election. And at this time, technically speaking, the elections have not been certified. But the tradition of the race being called by the Associated Press and other news networks is that Joe Biden has won the election, the Electoral College, as well as the popular vote. Um, we may get into all the, all the, Hyper specific to the time frame in our discussion, but in general, how do y'all feel about how the election? We'll start off with how the election went. Did y'all y'all all voted? Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely voted.
1: All right. Did everybody who her who early voted, who mailed in voted, who voted on the day of? Day of me. Day of at day the of polls? me. Day of at the polls.
2: A- absentee early
1: absentee early I, girl i, I <laughs> voted day of as well
2: Well, being a veteran you know i had experience with absentee voting so sure. I, I voted absentee voting a number of times so it was just yeah you know the, absolutely the, the right choice for me
1: right
3: right right so jim why did you vote the day of
1: um because i was one of the percent of undecided no that's not true <laughs> i i enjoy the experience i think when we talked about uh voting in our in our first episode uh i mentioned that i didn't really get into wasn't interested in voting until i was in my mid to late 20s mm-hmm. and once i started voting i i just enjoyed the experience i don't mind standing in line um it just it, it feels it's something to do you know it's being part of the whole experience it's mm-hmm. the, the uh, for me if i'd have voted early I think I would have felt a little more detached. Not that I was against voting early. I just was like, no, nah, I'll go the day of. And if I have to stand in line, especially since the state, the Commonwealth decided it was going to be a holiday for all of us, that mm-hmm. I was like, if I stand in line all day, I got my AirPods. I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to music. And but I got there and I was in and out in less than 10 minutes.
3: Same here. It's, it's about the entire experience. Voting is something that I've done with my family. Ever since I was old enough to vote, so it's about going and the the feeling that you get by voting in person and getting your little sticker. Michelle, did you, did you get a sticker? Like,
2: do they mail They did. That was it. Wasn't my absentee ballot. They did send it to me. Now that being said, since I got out of the military and have lived here back back in Virginia, uh, I have voted uh, personally. This this year was the first year probably four years I voted absentee. Uh, the polling place is literally around the corner from my house. I can walk to it, so I'm right around the corner from. Uh, my uh, not polling, but my my voting. Uh,
3: what do you want? What your, is it called? Your
2: precinct. My precinct. Yeah.
3: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Why did you vote in person, Ayana?
4: Oh, because I just wanted to wait to the last minute. Um. Well, because I had to get make sure. Well, I knew I was going to vote, and this was actually my first time voting. Voting. Thank you. So, um, yeah. I felt like I accomplished something that day, and you my did. mom came too but she left her ID at the house, so I was in, I went in there by myself, but we waited until, like, five in the evening to go because the morning time, there was a lot of people out there,
3: and I didn't want to get all in there in that line. So you saw it on the news, like it had a line? Oh, no.
4: I drove by the morning time, and I went right back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I went there, it was like, oh, okay, you're going to do this. You're actually doing something. You're using your bike right to vote. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know. It was like I was excited to actually do something and put my um, ballot in the thing. So be a part yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. There's there there is there is a there's a satisfaction about getting it done, regardless of whether your candidate Makes or you candidates make win.
2: Makes you feel like you're part of your community. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you know, and that Perfect.
3: you're yeah yeah. For, yeah
1: yeah for sure yeah um yeah when I went in, like I said, I was in and out in less than ten minutes. I walk up and. I was like, wow, I asked them, has it been this slow all day? They're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm glad to hear that. Because when you yeah. said you walked in and out, I was a little disappointed. I was like, Ugh. I mean, I don't want anyone to have to stand in line," right. But if you're walking in and out, that means there's not very many people voting. <laughs> right? No, I think they
1: all showed up early. Yeah. And, I mean, let's face it, being in a urban, suburban, a metropolitan area, mm-hmm. uh, none of us really have to worry about how far our voting our polling place is from us as opposed to disenfranchised voters in more rural areas
2: yeah i've, I've seen the, the the videos and the and the stills even yeah yeah the lines yeah. and lines and lines it, and people waiting for hours and hours to vote that's too bad right.
3: machines breaking down and so all sorts of issues going yeah. on that you hear about
4: absolutely
1: yeah it's it's it it can be frustrating mm-hmm. um especially when you hear a lot of the, uh, the before the election chatter about how all the negative stuff that could go on with voting that, you know, was that have been spread through various media outlets and through social media, all the concerns that one side over the other said that there was going to be more.
2: You know what it felt like to me? It felt like to me as some of these things were being said, it felt like what they call a long grift. You know what I mean? It was. It feels. It felt like me. Like we were being set up for what was going to take place after the election.
1: Sure. With, yeah. with the mail yeah. and with oh, the courts
2: yeah. and etc. Um, now that being said, I understand perfectly that legally, you know, both candidates have the right, you know, to uh, challenge you sure. know, any of the tight elections by percentages or whatever. So you know, I say absolutely, you know. Get law and order, you know, use the court, use your due diligence, use your rights. But my issue with it is, like what I said, was it's like it was being set up weeks and weeks in advance mm-hmm. before, before the event actually happened. so it just feels... It feels rigged. And, huh. and, and now that's fu- it's funny to say that right. because I know that there are people on both sides of the aisle that feel it was very rigged both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. well, it's, it's But yeah, what you're, ev- you're... I want to know and see evidence, though. Right. I don't just want rhetoric. I just don't want someone saying someone said or I hear and people say. And the, I no. want real you evidence. Want facts. That's a you nice don't want reason. the word from
3: mouth. Yeah, that's another reason why I kind of welcome the challenge, like challenge it. Let's go ahead right. and prove that it's right so that we get that out of the way. There's no more questions about the legitimacy mm-hmm. of the election and the election process. Right.
4: I agree. It's like what is done is done. Yeah. Let it be
1: right. And, you know, and the fact that they don't there's no challenges in certain uh, certain states. Certain, uh, you know, if you, t- if you break them into the blue states and the red states, the deep red states, there's no challenge, like oh, Texas and Florida. I mean, even though both of them are kind of battleground states now, but still, the deep red states, there's not any challenges. There's uh, and the same thing with the deep blue states, California, New York, there's not going to be any challenges there. And it's always the battleground states, and it's always the ones where um, where it's a slim margin. And the fact that Georgia is at this time. What less than a half percent difference? So they're doing an automatic recount as we speak. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's, I think it's a less than, I'm almost positive it's less than a 10,000 vote difference right now, mm-hmm. which is amazing that you know you can get a deep red state like Georgia to end up being a battleground state.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that says a lot.
1: So a it, it
2: says a lot that I think that, um, Many people that maybe didn't have a voice in past elections or maybe didn't think they had a voice in past elections uh, you know came forward and and helped push their own you know ideas and what they wanted to see going forward. Earlier, you asked you know what we felt about the election and the outcome of the election and and did we and how did we feel going into it and I would have to say that I felt pretty positive going into it because it just felt like the momentum. Of the United States and the world, at least the majority—not all—I I understand. I'm not talking about all people. Sure. Okay. Uh, it just seemed that the momentum of this decision was to go to Biden or the Democrats. I mean, that's just what I—that's what I felt from the world. That's what I felt from the United States. Not to say there was an opposition. I'm talking majority.
1: Right. Right.
2: And, and then after the quote-unquote calling of the election pre-certified the fact that we had countries around the world you know standing up and clapping and celebrating right that that biden won um kind of cemented that idea that i had you know Mm -hmm. sure
1: and it's it's you know it's it's the fact that politics are what they are where some people not comfortable saying anything because they don't want to frustrate either side yeah. You know, they don't want to anger any side. They want to keep all their options open, which you can sort of understand from a certain – I guess it depends on your standing in the global community, you know, on how much support you need from – How strong
2: you are yeah. and how much you mm-hmm. need the United States, right? Absolutely,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but uh, there's
2: – Listen, I feel like us even discussing this even now, I walk on eggshells. Oh, yeah. right. And, and that's not to say that I don't feel positive or confident in what I'm saying, but – I understand completely that life is not just one lane and I understand there are lots of different points of view and I'm certainly not trying to, you know, poo poo (laughs) anyone else's ideas, thoughts, Mm or et cetera. I am simply talking about my feelings. Right. And my point of view and Mm -hmm. my perception. Right. Right. Exactly. And
1: I think all of us, as we were talking before we started recording, we're all, we are all satisfied to say the least at the results of the election thus far. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we don't want to poo-poo on anyone and we don't want to – no one wants to dance. Well, and that's – so that's an interesting thing right there, actually, that if you're supporting Biden, nobody that I have seen so far in my little echo chamber, my little world of social media and news that I watch, I haven't seen anybody gloating. I haven't seen anybody, you know, on the, the – that 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 voted blue – jumping up and down they're celebrating they're happy they are uh, relieved s- feeling a certain <laughs> yeah. sense of relief but i haven't seen people doing you know a a gloat like our team beat you you know it's the like we who-zer. won but it's not yeah there's, <laughs> the, yeah exactly i haven't seen that which is interesting and, and it's
3: good because we, we need to focus on uniting our country
1: mm-hmm. right? i agree I'm, try-
3: I'm
2: trying to stay humble in that look Truthfully, I'm not a democrat. I've never been a democrat. I've mostly been a libertarian independent most of my life. I and I have voted Republican, I have voted Democrat, and I have voted independent. So, I really for at least for me in my politics, it's not about party. Right. It's about whoever's values align most with mine. Sure. And again for me, I'm not a one one policy person. Right. It's not death penalty or abortion or this or that. It's it's a combination of all those things and it's who aligns with me most. And there have been different candidates that align with me most. But for me, again, I am very relieved because I do agree that our country does need to come together. I think that we have to step across the aisle. I think it's going to take moderate compromise from both sides. And I don't think that President Trump at this time uh, is willing to work across the aisle. Yeah, right. So that's one of the reasons I'm very happy. That it's biden uh because i want someone that will try to work across the aisles i i am so sick and tired of my side and your side and and you know democrats and republicans and this and that we are all citizens of the united states of america and we all should have a say and i i just thought democracy was supposed to be about the majority right and so if the majority are wanting these type of policies in this type of country and that's what our government and our representatives are supposed to be listening to. Hmm. I, that's very simplified.
1: I mean, I know
2: it's not that simple. Right. But, but it's that's an okay. idea. I'll it's like, an idea that I can stand behind and, and, it's, hope, yeah. and hope for, right? And it's,
1: and it's hard to verbalize and it's hard to quantify. It's hard yeah. to put into concrete terms the whole thing because, you know, you're not, in theory, you're not voting for a person, you're voting for an idea and ideals. Mm-hmm. And the parties in theory should represent since we're in a two party system, they should represent everything from the center outward. And because of the way the world is, our news media, our social media that we've talked about before
2: the way it, it our doesn't come across that way, the the the,
1: <laughs> the the fringes, the extremes are the loudest. And so that's what we hear the most.
2: Right. Good point. Well yeah. we also need to remember that both the Democrats and Republican parties both are very much, you know, organizations and organizations need money right. to run. Right. And this is one of the reasons, you know, that, you know, everything is so severe, if you will, you know, or it's all or nothing because Democrats and Republicans are wrapped up with our with, you know, other businesses across the nation, whether it be oil, whether it be environmental, uh, etc. And they are wrapped up with lobbyists in that as well. And, sure sure. And so there's, there, there is there's a, a whole, lot of
1: money there's a ton of money there's a whole I mean,
2: lot of money wrapped up in our government right. and and those are reasons why the parties fight so hard right mm-hmm. right to, to be on top
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean they all yeah they're money talks in this country
3: mm-hmm. exactly my thoughts <laughs> yeah most definitely
1: um i honestly so this as the first time you voted in a major election mm-hmm. uh you know, you've talked about your experience a little bit. What do you see going forward that you, I mean, how interested are you in politics going forward? Are you someone that goes because of the way the world is right now with COVID, with as contentious as this whole electoral process has been with with all the rhetoric, all the, you know, us versus them, all this stuff, uh, and you having a chance to vote? Does it make you more interested in being more active, or are you uh, really sort of, hey, I just want to do my part. You know, I'm not a voice for anything right now.
4: Mm, honestly, I feel like I'm in, the, in between. I want to be active, but I don't want to be like any like major politics, but I don't want to be like having any drama either. I just want like everyone to be work as one as a team and to co- actually come together at, like like um Sean said, we don't need to worry about the different parts. We actually just need to worry about what is gonna be done about the situation and become better.
1: Right. Right.
4: And that's what I feel like. Whoever you feel that's gonna work best for our country or for you, then do you. But whoever actually the outcome it's like like for me personally I honestly, when we first talked about this podcast um, beforehand with the election and COVID mm-hmm, and everything, mm-hmm. honestly, I did not um, – I had faith in Biden, but I did not know that it would actually be the outcome because of how many people i seen, like, that actually go for the opposite side. And right. Like, I see on the cars
2: or on the houses, and I'm sure. like, oh, Lord – <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could take you to different neighborhoods you know around where i live and you could go down the street mm-hmm. and you'd see you know
3: trump 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 Trump, yeah. Trump, and mm-hmm. i could take
2: you down another street and you could see biden biden biden
3: biden yeah. biden 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 mm-hmm. so. and th- that kind of makes me Nervous. think back to 2016 when like with the polls and everything we expected the election to go one way and it kind of went the other and this time you you see so much you know trump um Propaganda, I guess. Right, rhetoric propaganda. You got it. So, and so we kind of expected it to go one way. What do you guys think of the polls? Do you you believe in the polls? Like,
1: I, I think that the polls are an okay snapshot of a given moment in time. It's a, it's, it's anybody that puts their faith in polls are you know you're you're asking the universe to slap you, know, you in meet the face your, meet, <laughs> yeah you're you're asking the universe to meet your expectations right. and you know that's you can only do what you can do it's you can go out you can you can you can get the word out as much as you can um everything from from being part of of um get out the vote events to uh I know Anna wrote a poem about Gen Z and the responsibility and taking the t- opportunity and taking advantage of, of the vote, being able to vote, and how important it is to vote and be a part of it. Uh, see, there I went. I got myself so off track.
2: You're still good. You're, 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 on, you're, you're close enough to the track there, Jim. That's good to go.
1: I forgot where I started edit it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Pause.
1: Pause. He was talking about the polls. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So using the polls, it's a, it's a snapshot. But um, you know, all we can do is do our part. That's yeah. what it boils down to. Yeah.
2: Both sides of the of the uh, the lane there, Democrats, Republicans, both use polls to bolster. Mm-hmm. Perception. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. And they to make money. Yeah. Well to get, yeah. get donations. But they take get the funding. polls. They take the polls and if it looks good for their guys, they push it out there. They hope they hope that it increases um, interest. They hope it, it gets momentum going, right? And they use the polls to try to increase their uh uh, registered voters or just voters that's in general. At, you a know. good point. It's at, not at the, just
3: one side doing that. It's, yeah, it's both, both. yeah, both. Yeah, both.
2: So those nobody polls. better than the yeah. other, basically. Right. But, well, you know, if the polls are looking better for Biden, the Biden camp pushes those out. Hey, we're going to smash Trump. Come on. But we can't give up. You guys got to get out there. And you got to be careful because sometimes if you get too confident, like you did in 2016. Yes. Right. Then people say, oh, I ain't got to worry about it. I ain't got to vote. Right. Right. Oh, and, and, then look, and then look exactly what happened. Yeah. Right. Right. One thing about this election I'm so happy about is wasn't it like so far like 3 more million people have voted than have ever voted in any mm-hmm. a, a presidential election or it was a number like that I yeah, can't remember nice. the exact number uh, and I think that's fantastic. I hope that just continues. I want every citizen uh legal citizen who, you know, to vote that right. can vote. Be- because that is how we do know what the majority of the citizens of the United States want going forward. Well, and right. the
1: minority, and, because yeah. that's important, too, because no, it it's, it's it the is. fact that, you know, we, the more people that vote, the better idea you have of what's important to mm-hmm. everybody.
4: To everyone. Right. Exactly. You know,
1: and it's, and it's not, you know, it's not the, minor, the minority aren't either, it's not that they're liberal snowflakes that think everything should be given to them free. Right. And the other extreme is not people who think that, it's not everybody who thinks that they should have a gun and, you know, the government should have absolutely no say in their life whatsoever.
2: You're 100 percent right. And and I hope I didn't come across like no, that. No, the no, minor- no. The minority is as important right. as the majority, for sure. Yeah. I just meant on in deciding in certain decision making. Exactly. You exactly. Know, it's, it's, it should be.
1: Yeah. The, and that's what should steer the conversation. The minority or the majority. Steers the conversation. This this is what a majority of the people want, and they're left and right. I mean, we a back to the polls. If the polls are to be believed, something like what eighty percent of Americans feel like there should be some sort of government-assisted health care. Right. So. They right. just can't yeah. agree on what it is, whether right. it's exactly. whether it's fully funded, whether it's an option, you know. And I have my own thoughts on that, but that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah. Well,
2: this is—I said it before. This is the the main thing for me is this is not a, a net zero. Some oh, game, absolutely. Some game, and, right. and so what I mean, it's not win or nothing for me. It's not I get all I want or nothing. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's one of the problems that many folks have is. I don't know if, if maybe if they don't win all things, everything that somehow they feel like they they you they know, know haven't have won, done, right. or but, but we need we need to compromise, right? And 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 try to work out what's best for everybody, right?
1: Mm. My my last thing on the polls, okay. and this is this is a totally well, it's not a partisan thing, but it is specific to this election that people I've read so many in in liberal, moderate, and conservative sites about the so-called shy Trump voter okay about people that would talk to the polls and not admit that they're voting for Trump right and my thought process and it doesn't matter if it was Trump or if it was Biden or if it would have been somebody like uh, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren who you know more liberal it, it doesn't matter if you are too afraid to let the public know or an anonymous pollster know that you're planning on voting for this candidate then why really are you voting for that candidate Mm -hmm. if you know own it that's all i'm saying that's an
3: interesting point jim because and i can speak specifically from like the experience of being a black american like i know a couple of people that voted for trump and they will not like it's it's a secret we whisper it like uh, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who was telling me that her husband voted for Trump. And I was like, really? And I was like, it's, it's the kind of thing you kind of whisper, mm-hmm. you know. to right. <laughs> like,
2: right. um... What what does that say? OK, so here I'm going to be a Trump basher and I'm not trying to be. Huh. be because he's a human being and he can change and be whoever he wants to be. We can, we... I, I question the man's character. Yeah. I just question the man's character and, 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 and values, and, and that's where my rub is. Mm-hmm. He does not have, he does not, to me, have standard American values. What a, mm-hmm. a
3: regular American family stands for. Yeah, I think that's exactly. But you know why what? It's kind of a secret, quote unquote secret. But at the mm-hmm. same
2: time, I guarantee you, I have people who are Republicans in my family who would say that's what I just said about Democrats.
1: Sure. Mm absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and yeah there are people i i know people that whether they ultimately did vote for trump or not had said they were going to vote for trump because they were afraid that um a biden win means that they could potentially lose their livelihood yeah and, right and I, it's all going to be
2: communism and socialism well, and all and, this and, stuff, that's, right?
1: and that's a fear and i can understand fear driving you to vote in a certain direction. You yeah. you're scared you're going to lose your job or you're scared that um you're going to lose health care or that your next health care scare is going to is going to literally bankrupt you. Mm-hmm. And so I and I can I can I can understand that. Um I think this this election in particular was such an election of extremes. And actually 2016 was the same thing. It's such an election of extremes that uh, now that we've seen what pretty close to the final popular vote is, we know we're pretty divided. We just need to hopefully we can find It'll more burn. common ground yeah. Than, than, yeah.
3: I agree with what you're saying, Jim. I think that going back to the whole black perspective thing, that those yeah. blacks who voted for Trump that I know of, I can't speak for all, are, it, all it definitely came down to money and how right. they they felt money was going to affect them we were talking before we started recording about the celebrities who came out mm-hmm. black celebrities who came out supporting trump yeah and everything it's all like going to
4: be always a money issue yeah and
3: people
2: go people vote we meet included vote our own interest right yeah. sure yes, we vote sure. our own interest and so we i guess that's just maybe something we need to keep in our head all the time that uh, those people who are voting for someone where you can't understand it, they're voting what they feel is their own interest. Well, I'm mm-hmm. yeah. voting my own interest. Exactly. Yep. But, but I do vote my own interest, but I have a caveat to that, and I already said it, and that is I also vote to someone who holds certain values and ideas. Sure. You know?
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if it's a 51 49 proposition where, hey, this person has one extra value that I hold dear that they're supporting, I there's I understand that. Yeah. Um it's
2: we're just all so divided. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> stressful,
3: right? I find it hard to talk about the this election or any election, just the voting process in general without talking about the electoral college. Like I feel like we could have a whole separate xyz on that. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, sure. Like popular vote versus electoral, electoral college the, count vote, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. So I just, I cannot understand. Do other countries have electoral colleges or is it just us? I don't understand how in a country where most people would vote one way, it can go another way. That doesn't make right. It, I think sense it definitely
2: it. needs to be revisited yeah. for sure. And, and I'm not just saying that because, uh, you know, uh, well, President-elect Biden possibly uh, yeah. <laughs> has been elected. I mean, I, I've been saying for, for a number of years, I really think the electoral college and how it works should be. Re- Readdressed because I I, I understand to get why it was done and how it was done, but at the time, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes, but we are in a, we are in a, a new world, and we have new technology, and yeah. we have new means, and we have new ways. And I, I definitely think it should be you know revisited and yeah. and uh, you know possibly changed. And again, from both
3: sides of the aisle right right i think that because of we the electoral it. college there have been so many people that feel like their vote doesn't matter because well, they see instances where the majority of people vote one way and the election goes another right
2: mm-hmm. however redistricting
1: but there are people yeah
2: redistricting all, but, ca- all kinds of things go on to to help to uh what's the word slant electoral college votes or
1: right yeah and Again, on both sides of the uh, On both sides, yeah. I don't know what, what, what the solution is. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something along the lines of, I mean, well, like our intro generally says, uh, you know, we're not here to argue, change minds, or solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. We're just here to give our perspectives. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's something as, as, I don't know, simple. I don't think there's a simple solution to it. Yeah. Uh, because i understand that if you go with just the popular vote then people will say look that means that metropolitan areas have all the control because that's where a majority of the people live you know what i'm saying right uh, i understand and, the districts too. and and so you know city folk have more say over policy than mm-hmm. country folk and in theory the electoral college helps balance that out but maybe if if states go to an independent uh, districting that it becomes instead of electoral votes it's by district so you know like maine and nebraska do it you win that congressional district you get that vote and yeah. then whoever has the majority at the end is the winner then everybody in every district has a say
3: that's a good compromise
1: um now i don't know the ins and outs of it yeah it we just seems gotta be smart
2: get yeah, smart be smart and be careful that your state representatives don't go in there and start re- well, redrawing a, the district lines all although, yes, although they, they, yes,
1: they do yes. that anyway and that's, do. and that's how we get red and blue majority state houses right right um
2: but like you said independent maybe an independent right, right. Uh, uh, and, organization but wow
1: You know, I think it's going to take, it's, I don't know, Texas and Georgia being perfect examples of states that are starting to swing blue, you know, they're getting close or they're becoming battleground states, let's say. Mm -hmm. And if we have plenty of battleground states, then maybe it's not as much of an issue. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Electoral College isn't as much of an issue because people are actually, candidates are actually out visiting more sites, more people. And yeah, there's still going to be some deep red and deep blue states. Like you know, Republicans aren't going out to California except to maybe support a uh, uh, senator, yeah, yeah. a representative, uh, you know, local level candidate or something like that. But uh, if there are more battleground states, then yeah, more people will get that get the attention of the candidates that they'll be coming because they'll be coming out there. But if it's still just urban patches and rural patches been, you know, I don't know. I don't know Voting. what the
3: solution it's, is. It's complicated, but I think the one thing that we can all agree on is vote, vote, vote. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: absolutely. Use uh, and, your voice. And your local elections as well, because truly uh, those laws that affect you the most are right there at your local level first. Mm-hmm. I mean, federal laws are important and, and whatnot and federal policy, but, you know, Voting to be involved in your local elections—that's that's who you send to Washington. You know what I mean, and that's yeah. who represents you.
1: Um. Deborah, What was what was for you, if you might, don't mind sharing? What was the most important issue that you voted on in this election?
3: Honestly, I would have voted for anybody that wasn't Trump. Really, anybody? Because um, Bernie was—I mean, uh, Bernie was my favorite. Uh, Biden was, would not have been my personal pick. Yeah, but right. I would anybody but Trump? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Crazy, right? I no. know. <laughs> no. It's not, it's not crazy. Sometimes that's what the your vote comes down to. It can be uh, I just don't like the other person. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe it's a conversation for another podcast about what yeah. what all that <laughs> entails. Why, right. you know, what uh what about you, Michelle?
2: I definitely voted for Biden. Uh uh he was I hate to say he was not my first choice uh but I was I was voting democrat this year regardless of who the candidate was and I hate to say it that way but uh I looked at the independent candidates I was not going to vote for Donald Trump because our values are so far off and so pretty much yeah I'm I'm with you Deborah 100% I, It was it, whoever uh-huh. <laughs> whoever was on the democrat ticket yeah you know that that uh I and also I, I think, you know, Joe Biden is not quite a, a you know, the perfect representative of me, mm-hmm. but he's way closer than Donald Trump is. Mm-hmm. So so I can vote with my conscience as well. Right. And so that made me feel good. Uh, and uh, I definitely think he has, his values are closer in that he will stand up and try to get people to work together. He will at least try to do it. He may not be able to, okay, Because I remember when, well, I've seen it when Trump has been in office, you know, we're just not going to let him, you know, do things. So executive orders. And even I remember when Obama was in office and the the Congress just weren't going to let him do things. And so he had to do executive orders. So my hope, sweet hope, and it is only hope, is that somehow – Biden maybe <laughs> can can help us maybe get back to the point where where our politicians are talking and working with
3: each other mm-hmm, right- mm-hmm.
1: yep, I don't know was there any particular issue i mean or mm-hmm. issues that 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 I know you were excited to vote was there anything not to necessarily push you towards Biden, no. but was there an issue in particular um, that you were really well,
4: honestly, I just agree with everybody at the table um and I guess because we don't have many people to vote for. So really, it's like you pick that person or other. Right. And then if you see like someone that's not doing too well, and you already seen that person in office, and even when I couldn't vote, you're, I'm just looking at the stuff that has been going on, and you say you're going to make, make, make America great again, and then you ask yourself, so when was America great again? And then what are you going to do? Right. And then I see um, Biden has some good qualities for himself that he, he we, I'm not going to say he's the best person, but out of the option he was, in my opinion, he might not have been for everybody's sure. opinion. And then I see what he would do about the healthcare. And then he did say, um, he's maybe tried to do free college for some people. So that would be a good outcome. And he had some all right values, like Shunk said. So, yeah.
1: How about, how big a deal was it for for anybody that's listening just so you know i am like the so stereotypical demographic of the middle-aged white male so um my cohorts today are all female in case couldn't tell by what, what's he talking about yeah Daniel. exactly <laughs> um but uh how was was Kamala Harris being on the ticket was that I I I mean I know that for anybody that voted for Biden it was a it was a uh it wasn't a negative but how much of an impact did her as vice president make you you know is it on your decision not on your decision but on your outlook on how excited you were about voting
2: I was very excited and proud that a woman, a woman of color, a woman of minority background was on the ticket and um, just ecstatic. It's just another point of view. It's just another cliche, you know, bull, you know blown out of the water. Uh, you know, sometimes the first person's foot in the door, you know, it's the hardest one. Right. And uh, I certainly don't want anything to happen to uh, Mr. Biden, but I have absolute complete confidence that – Um, Kamala is smart, right? Able, (laughs) proficient, strong—you know—woman that can handle whatever comes her way, and that's my opinion. Absolutely,
3: Mm -hmm. I I agree. agree. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I just wanted to say, Ayanna. I don't mean to cut you off. Um, I agree with everything you said, Chunk. At the same time, I cannot deny the part of me that. That was questioning whether or not that was a strategy used. Absolutely, it was to <laughs> get the minority vote. I mean, it worked. Right, but mm-hmm. don't think I don't see you, and don't think I don't right. know what you did. Absolutely, you know? yeah, that's, yeah. That's it.
4: I, I've seen that too. Absolutely.
2: Um, I feel like it was um, a smart choice, and it yeah. was a strategic it, choice, and that's what you're saying. And I don't want
3: to. I don't want to take anything away from her qualification Absol- to be don't. the vice president because no, it can not be both. All. Yeah, because it can
4: be both. Yeah, yeah, it can be
3: both.
4: Yeah. I lost my thought now. But <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, but, but I think I over think, here running um, my mouth. <laughs> overall, um, I feel like it did use her as a tactic, but it was a good tactic to actually use and for a woman in power it's actually empowering women. And for other people to actually see a woman in office, it's like, okay, she's actually doing this. So like um for our perspective, they you know, they're always gonna put color somehow in a perspective, like to okay. pull some people in. So, like, when they actually, like, I seen they was like, um, she's not even all that black or something, and she has (laughs) half Indian or something. And I'm like, why do we always have to talk about color? Like, let the lady have it. Like, she did good. And I honestly, if anything, like you said, if anything happened to Biden or anything, she will, when she come in office or anything happen, I think she will pull together and do what she got to do to get things right.
3: It's definitely a great moment for women and and women of color, Mm -hmm. black people yeah but all people of color mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely in this country
1: absolutely ah uh, well, last thing that that I'm gonna say when we're talking about issues about voting, my whole thing basically boiled down to i uh, as I've said before, and we all kind of know I lean further to the left than I do to the right, you uh, no. yeah, exactly, <laughs> although. Well, no, I don't even want to get into that because that's a whole other podcast. I there there are certain conservative values that I do think are very important. And, yeah,
2: I would love to hear them. Um,
1: and look, uh, look
2: at Jimmy's confused. He's got a blue T-shirt on and a red yeah, flag. Exactly. I mean, he has a network party, right? I'm, about right. Messages. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm middle of the road. I'm just vanilla. That's me. I'm fifty shades of beige. Um, <laughs> Uh, i'm right there
2: with you basically what
1: it boiled down to for me is when when i am if i have to pick a side on on things like this whether it's activism whether it's politics i'm going to go with the side that is trying to push for inclusion um you know i felt that whether he means it or not the whole biden campaign was i want to bring everybody together i want to try and find those those ways to make things work i want to try to heal the divisions that have that have started um the the whole trump campaign was democratic cities suck democratic states suck if you're a democrat you suck i do better for everybody than anybody else and it's me against you and so i would rather go personally with the more inclusive group just like you know if i'm you want to talk about a little more extremist groups, groups like the Proud Boys that we've all heard of and Black Lives Matter that we've all heard of, that people from the center out can look at as more extreme groups because they're Mm -hmm. they're definitely agenda-driven. Well, Proud Boys, for me, from everything I've seen, they are exclusive. They are trying to push people out. We don't want these types of people in our ranks, whereas Black Lives Matter is saying... We want inclusive. We want to be a part with everybody else. Right. And that's important to me. That mm-hmm. is so there. I I'm getting down off my soapbox. That's
3: a good point though. Like if you look at just look at the names of the groups, the yeah. Proud Boys, like versus Black Lives Matter. That's a statement. Mm-hmm. Even if you think about it just as a take away the, the fact that it's the title of a group. Black Lives Matter. You're trying to prove or show or get people to believe that
2: recognize life, that apparently there's people that people, do not
1: think black
3: yeah, lives matter this group right of people matters just as much as the yes. others like so that's my mind just went there that's, no
1: <laughs> you know, that's fine but it, it that's is, the whole point is it's inclusivity it's yeah about being inclusive i would rather you know that's if i that's, raise
2: if i raise money i said i think i said something like this before if i raise money for the cancer society it doesn't mean that the yeah. AIDS society any less important, right. mm-hmm. yeah. and I just never understood this the negative uh, reaction people have to certain you know movements, you know, mm-hmm. like Me Too movement. If you're in a Me Too movement, you must just be a, the Wicked Witch of the uh, you know the East, right? Or, or you, you know, I mean, I'm overstating, of course, but uh, you know, Black Lives Matter doesn't mean other lives don't matter. Right? Exactly. Me Too yeah. doesn't mean that men and other people's life don't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to bring attention to the
4: problem. To the
2: problem mm-hmm. uh, w- where apparently there is some exclusion. Sure. Or this injustice, is necessary to ju- say. Exactly. It's necessary to say this that black injust- lives matter. Yes. Is it, yes. yes. Absolutely. 100. percent. Never again. It's not an ad
3: zero sum so game.
2: It's not that if black life matter, nothing else matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand why that's a problem for people. But it mm-hmm. is. Uh, you know. Blue lives matter. That's right. Right. That's what they say. When you say black lives matter, they say blue lives, no, matter, so
1: or lives white, matter. Or all that's, lives that's, matter. That's, that's, or all lives matter whatever. That's the comeback. It's all lives matter. It's okay. like, well, obviously, all lives matter. Sure. But. You know, some of you are our saying Our criminal that,
2: justice system is uh <laughs> oh, right. taking aim at black lives a little more, right? right? What's well, the analogy
3: that they make online about if there's one particular house on fire and the police or the fire truck comes to put out the fire and they're like, Well our houses matter our houses matter, won't you spraying our houses down with water? And they're like, Well your house isn't the one on fire. Right. exactly. So
1: Right, right.
2: That's yeah. a good analogy. I like that analogy. I I think it's easy to visualize. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's easy to visualize, and people can understand that. Yeah, Yeah,
3: for sure.
1: All right. Anybody else need a soapbox to stand on? I'm, I'm passing them around. I am. called free soapboxes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I know that. You know
2: what? I'm 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 very fiscally conservative and very socially liberal, and so in some ways, you know, I do stand the Republicans, but. I would like to see whoever is in office next that we actually try to get our budget balanced. Now, I know that's going to be crazy with COVID and and all this stuff that's going on. But for for me and for our economy and for our government moving forward, we need to start, you know, balancing our budget and understand that we can't spend our way, right? Right. Out of a hole. Well,
1: yeah, I think see you you start getting into budgets we could do a whole another hour on all that but but i mean i think we all have to agree that this year is such an unprecedented unexpected i mean it's just so different i agree yes about getting the balance the budget balanced yes absolutely um i i i would love to see how I believe to make steps to get that started and to still take care of so that everybody feels safe, even with restrictions through with COVID cases and COVID deaths see, that's starting to go through the roof. I'll
2: and, in the past I always looked to the Republicans for that that fiscal, con- right. you know, con- uh, you know. I'm not saying that Democrats were never, you know, right. conservative, right? But in the past, as far as being fiscally conservative, and, and I always kind of look to the Republicans, but I don't see that anymore, at least from right. my point of view. Right. I don't see that. And then I think back to the past presidencies. I believe the last time we had our balance, our budget balance, was with Bill Clinton. I was thinking right. Clinton. Who was a Democrat. Right. So, you know,
1: um, so, yeah. see, I'm just I'm yeah. messing
2: with my own perceptions and right now. I know, maybe <laughs> I need to rethink yeah. that myself.
1: And maybe, maybe – Maybe one time we'll actually we'll sit down and we'll have a have a, a talk about administrations through our generations, starting back with probably our earliest remembrances are Nixon. Yeah, I remember Nixon. Nixon Four. I wasn't voting, but I remember. Right, it. right, right. And then up through current day, where we maybe we'll talk about all that at, at some other time. There but uh, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we're going to come back again after the holidays. And talk more about because Lord only knows what the next sixty days or so have in store for all of us mm-hmm. between now and and um, January twentieth. So, but I want to appreciate tell y'all that I appreciate I appreciate telling y'all that I appreciate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am I always love just having these conversations and well, getting, getting y'all's points of view
3: we appreciate the appreciation <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely and
2: i just like to say to all of our you know community out there citizens well i can only speak for myself you know peace and and to everybody i want everyone to have a voice and i want everybody to have a voice, a, a voice absolutely
1: and for the record anybody not anybody anybody involved with Thomas Nelson Community College is welcome to be a part of this discussion come on to generation xyz because we really are talking more about we all are sharing very similar points of view on this particular subject but we really want to make it about the differences from the generations mm-hmm. you know what we see why why something may be important to us that younger generation may not realize i didn't realize that was such a big deal to you and why i ask what's important to y'all so i can understand what the why from the millennial perspective or why from the gen z perspective this is why i voted this is why it's a big deal to me and obviously from racial and, and gender perspectives all of that we appreciate it all i appreciate it all yeah so all right if there's nothing else i'm gonna play us out
3: Okay.
0: I live in the future now My house makes me breakfast But I don't know how I live in a future town but the same old local politics are getting me down. Everything's nice and clean and stainless. In school they teach the kids that adolescence is painless. There's a drug for every symptom, too, if you're nice. And we're so diverse, we're all alike as laboratory mice. i live in the future now, the future now. now. I'm married my future wife. But I had to take a mortgage on the rest of my life We live in a future world Where sometimes I can't tell if she's a robot or a girl Now everything we need is just to keep us away We're shopping, shopping, shopping through the night and all day Deliveries are endless to our snug little hive While our neighbors troll each other just to feel like they're alive We live in the future now The future now we live in